Welcome to Ag Annex Talks, a podcast brought to you by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. Join the teams behind Top Crop Manager, Potatoes in Canada, Fruit and Vegetable, Manure Manager, and Canadian Poultry Magazines for compelling conversations with some of the most important voices in Canadian agriculture. Bayer Crop Science is a proud supporter of influential women in Canadian agriculture. As a member of Canada's agricultural community, we recognize the hard work and contributions made by women to this important industry and support the sharing of their voices, stories, challenges, and achievements as a way to recognize everything they bring to the table each and every day. Hi, my name is Brett Ruffle, editor of Canadian Poultry Magazine. Welcome to the latest edition of our Influential Women in Canadian Agriculture podcast series. For this episode, I spoke with Lisa Mum. Lisa is a dedicated leader in the field of seed harvesting and seed policy. As a fourth-generation organic seed farmer, she has experience growing specialty seed crops. These days, she's taking a break from active farming to focus on her young family and her seed business, Mum Sprouting Seeds. The company works with family farmers to supply over 100 varieties of seeds for growing sprouts and microgreens. Lisa is also the go-to advocate for good governance of seeds. Without further ado, let's talk to Lisa. First off, congratulations on this recognition. Thanks so much. It was a, it was a tremendous honor also to be recognized with all of the, uh, the really accomplished women who were recognized this year. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the, your background in agriculture? Sure. I'm the owner of Mums Sprouting Seeds. Uh, we supply certified organic seed for growing sprouts and microgreens. So we're selling um, seed to commercial sprout and microgreen growers, urban farmers, market gardeners, uh, really across North America. And then we also have a retail line where people can grow fresh sprouts and microgreens in their own kitchens. And the business started on my family farm in 1982. So it outdates me by a couple of years. And I bought the business from them in 2012. So I'm the second generation running the family business. And I guess really, I guess really my story in agriculture has two parts. Um, the first being, you know, born and raised on our family farm. We're near Shellbrook, Saskatchewan, and it was my grandparents' farm um, prior. And I guess like most farm kids do, my brother and I were, we were raised working on the farm. We had leaf cutter bees as pollinators for our alfalfa. And that was, you know, the, the big job that I took care of with my mom in the summer. That was always a big part of summer. Um, and then the second, second part of my story in agriculture started 12 years ago when I left law school in Montreal to come back to the family farm. My dad was sick and my parents were planning to sell the family business. So I came back to kind of help with that sale. Um, but being back on the family farm and working in the business felt really right. And so we were lucky enough to access some funding from the provincial government to have help putting together a succession plan. And I, I started the buyout in 2012. So what does a typical workday look like for you these days? Well, I guess like a lot of uh, small business owners and, and uh, ag entrepreneurs, uh, I end up wearing a lot of 
cats <laughs> throughout the day. Um, any given day, I might be dealing with anything from label compliance, our organic or our GFSI food safety audits, um, deal with HR, financial planning, strategic planning, um, procurement, marketing, you name it, um, on the business end of things. I have a really excellent team. I'm not even going to say that I have an excellent team behind me because they're really more in front of me. So I have an excellent team in front of me and I lean on them pretty heavily for everything that I do. Um, I also put in a lot of volunteer hours for the organic sector. So working on issues, anything from seed regulatory modernization to conference planning for the sector. Um, and I farm or I had been farming specialty seed crops on our 500 acre family farm for many years, but I've put a pause on farming for a few years. Um, when I was farming full-time during seeding and harvest, quite often, we, you know, I'd be in the field before five and then I'd be in, at the office at 8 a.m., work in the office from eight to the end, you know, till 4.30 or the end of the day. And then it would be back out into the field uh, to work into the evening. And I really, I really enjoyed that. But when I became a young mother, it uh, became quite untenable to put in those kind of hours. So I had to put a pause on farming for a few years to focus on being a parent and a business owner. Yeah, I was going to say you're a business owner, you're involved in, with all these organizations, and you have a young family. So how do you how do you balance it all? <laughs> I guess as as well as anyone can just by 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 doing my best to juggle everything and probably dropping a lot of balls along the way, but also making, you know, obviously also making some tough decisions like like um putting putting my seed farming on pause for a few years because I I um I really love that and I'm passionate about that, but I also recognize that like my my uh son's not going to be young for forever and I I don't want to miss out on his childhood by working ridiculously um long days and weekends so um just doing my best to you know to, to pursue what I love but also uh um keep a good work-life balance can you tell us a little bit about your work with the uh, the women entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan and how you're working to empower women entrepreneurs in the food sector the women entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan are um I, I'm involved with them, not really in volunteer capacity, but it, as as um, in a learning capacity. So th they're a fantastic um, women entrepreneurs in Saskatchewan are a fantastic group for for female entrepreneurs in in all sectors. And so I'm involved in a three year um, learning cohort that brings together women entrepreneurs who are running businesses of a certain level who can then learn from one another. And um, so it's it's been a really fantastic learning process to see the, the parallels between the, the struggles and challenges that women face kind of across all of these various sectors and, and learn from women doing things completely different from what I'm doing because I can get quite immersed in the agricultural world and the organic world. So that's been a great learning experience for me. Um, and then, there have been, there's a, a really great initiative right now to um, empower uh, female agricultural entrepreneurs in Saskatchewan, um, but I can't 
can't, uh, I've, I've been involved in, in, in some capacity and, but I can't really take credit for the, the work being done there. Um, but it's, uh, it's exciting to see um, the support that the, you know, that the Saskatchewan community is giving to young entrepreneurs and to female entrepreneurs and to, to women in agriculture. Okay, so what would you say is the biggest risk you've taken in your career? You know, really in terms of risk, that one of the most challenging things was to put all of my ideas for change and my ideas that, that could have put my, my family's, you know, farm and business um, at risk. I put all of those ideas on hold for quite a few years because I really wanted to learn the ins and outs of the family farm and business from my parents. So I came back to the farm and business like bursting with ideas and wanting to see big changes. But um, the challenge for me was to kind of put my ego aside for several years and really let the business naturally evolve in the direction my parents had set out so that I could just sponge up as much knowledge as I could from them. Um, and since then, uh, we've we have taken on some big challenges for a small business. Like we've gone for our GFSI level food safety certification. Um, we've transitioned from a small business inventory program to a full-blown ERP or enterprise resource planning system. Um, we've entered new markets, um, but I did that with, you know, kind of with the knowledge and expertise that my parents were able to to impart to me about, about what we do. So I'm really glad that I, that I took those years just to learn. And what is it about the organic farming sector that inspires you? The people, um, the, I mean, the other, the other farmers and then really everyone involved in the value chain is, is really inspiring. Um, everyone's very passionate about um, creating a healthier planet um, and growing healthy food for people. So it's it's exciting to be to be involved in this world. Can you talk about a particular challenge that you faced and what you learned from that? The biggest challenge that I faced, I guess really both personally and professionally, was losing my dad um, a few years ago when I was 34. I had learned a lot from him, but there was a lot left to learn and I wasn't I think as we all are when we lose a loved one I wasn't ready ready to lose him yet um, he was an organic pioneer he was a devoted father he was a really really skilled farmer um, but he became quite sick with Parkinson's disease my son was three at the time of his death and they were really close so I lost you know I lost my dad my son lost his grandfather but I also lost like my one of my business advisors and my organic farming mentor in one fell swoop. So that was, um, that was uh, really difficult. Well, sorry to hear that. So uh, I was going to ask who your mentor was or if you had a mentor and I'm guessing your father was one of the major mentors in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my mom is still, uh, still on the family farm and actively involved in the business um, by my side. So I, Still, still, I'm learning a lot from her, and I would definitely call her a mentor. And is there anyone outside of your family who's inspired you and been a mentor and given you guidance? 
I mean, there are, there are, there are so many, um, so many people that really have gone out of their way to kind of lift me up and answer my questions and, and be, be, you know, be a mentor for me, um, as I've kind of gone along this journey, um, you know, Marla Carlson from Sask Organics, uh, so she, uh, Sask Organics represents all of the organic farmers in our province, and um, I, I've learned a lot about, from her, about how to face challenges and overcome obstacles with really with with dignity and integrity and that when when you're faced with with someone who um maybe has a different perspective or is farming using different methods than you do that really there's there's such common ground um when when we're talking about folks who are who are growing food and who are farming and that we're all you know we all face a lot of similar challenges so i've learned a lot from her that way just in terms of how to how to collaborate and how to work together with with folks across the sector and now a word from our sponsor the women entrepreneurship knowledge hub is a diverse nationwide network of researchers practitioners women entrepreneurs and key stakeholders striving to create a more inclusive and supportive environment to grow women's entrepreneurship in canada their recent report, The State of Women's Entrepreneurship in Canada 2022, shows that despite the array of challenges, women entrepreneurs have demonstrated an incredible resilience, ingenuity, and ability to innovate amid the uncertainty of the past two years. The report builds on previous research that explored the experiences of diverse women entrepreneurs, including rural and farming women, and the opportunities and challenges faced by women in the current innovation ecosystem. Learn more about the state of women entrepreneurship and how an inclusive innovation ecosystem could benefit your farming business at wekh.ca. And how about your proudest, proudest achievement? Like, what would you say is your def, the defining moment of your career? There have been a lot of small moments that have kept me going. Like the, the first year back on the farm, I grew just, it was just one of those lucky years when the weather worked out and, and, and everything was wonderful, but I grew, you know, a, a bumper crop of, of three different, uh, three different types of specialty seed, um, you know, a couple of which we had never had success with on the farm before. So that was really, really exciting to do that together with my dad. Um, this, you know, this recognition, um, being recognized as an influential, influential woman in Canadian agriculture, alongside all of these other really accomplished and amazing women, would of course be another defining moment. Um, and along the way, just um, connecting with farmers from across the country who are um, producing food in so many diverse ways. You know, when we think of Saskatchewan and we're growing crops and food on a really, really massive scale, um, all the way to, to folks who are farming, um, you know, in an urban setting. And it's so interesting to see all of the diverse ways that we can grow food for Canadians. So, um, that those moments have really kept me going. 
Is there one piece of advice that you would say has been the most impactful on your career? And also, what advice would you give to others thinking about pursuing a career in ag? I think the best piece of advice is uh, just find your niche and, and stick to it. Get, you know, dive really deep into what you are passionate about and what you're interested in doing and, uh, and explore that area fully and immerse yourself in it. And that was advice that was given to me, you know, really early on when I came back to the family farm. Um, and I've, I've come back to it many times and I, I uh, think it's, I think it's, it's great to be able to find our passion and then, and then immerse ourselves in it. And if you can go back to the beginning of your career, what advice would you give yourself? You know, there's a really fantastic network of farmers, researchers, support staff, other business owners, just expert people who are experts in their field and they, they want to help and they want to support young farmers. They want to support ag entrepreneurs. Um, people are re really in general, really willing to share their knowledge and expertise and they, and they're happy to do it. So build your network and just don't be afraid to ask questions. In the coming, uh, say five to 10 years, how do you see the ag industry changing and what would you like to see more of? It would be wonderful to see more of our food produced in Canada and, and for us to have less reliance on imports. Um, I wanna see young farmers, ag entrepreneurs and women farmers supported and for all of those knowledge gaps to be filled and all of the, um, all of the really great research that's going on across the country. I would love to see that being in the hands of farmers and um, for our, our agronomic, you know, questions and concerns to really be, um, for us to have the knowledge to, and the tools to kind of be the best farmers that we can be on our farms. Um, I'd love to see support for farmers who are wanting to transition to certified organic production methods. And I'd love to see um, more young farmers uh, enter, enter the sector. It's a really difficult, difficult thing to do, but we're, we're certainly seeing, um, you know, second generations coming back to the family farm and we're seeing new farmers um, starting farms who are, who are first generation and, and that's all really exciting. So what is the state of the organic farming sector? Like, is it a growing sector? Is there a lot of exciting new things happening? Yeah, it's been a growing sector for many, many years. Um, I'm not going to quote any statistics, but I know the Canada Organic Trade Association has some, some really exciting numbers about both the number of new farmers, um, the number, you know, the, the increase in organic um, acres. Um, so that's... Uh, that's fantastic. Um, but of course, one of the downsides is we just can't have not been able to keep up with uh, consumer demand. There's a lot of a lot of demand for certified organic products. And, um, you know, we're, we're relying pretty heavily on imports right now. So it would be great to be able to, uh, you know, fulfill fulfill more of that demand from from Canadian farms. What is it you miss most about actually working hands-on on the farm, like since you've changed your direction towards your business? 
like what is it you miss most about being on the farm? I think just the the excitement and the challenge of like you know seeding in the spring and and doing everything that you can in terms of like you know using the right variety and and having your soil healthy where it needs to be and thinking about timing and all of these pieces and then you seed and then it's feels like it's really just out of your hands for, for a period of time and uh and and seeing that crop grow and uh and then of course like just I don't know. There's just such, there's kind of just that, that buzz of excitement in the air, uh, around, around harvest. Like I think probably all across the prairies or I'm sure all across Canada, but certainly in the prairies, like you can just feel that energy when, when farmers are out and, and harvesting the crops. I love that. Love that time of year. So why do you think it's important to recognize the achievements of women in ag? Well, women, really have been central to farming since I would imagine since the advent of agriculture they're you know they're the the caregivers the cooks the bookkeepers the marketers but they're also putting in like long days out in the field and 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 growing food um but we're also raising young children um we might be dealing with miscarriages we might not have access to reliable childcare in rural communities um and then when we look at kind of like the big ag industry i still feel like it's a male dominated sector and that can be really intimidating for a woman to enter so i think there are i mean farming is is so challenging in and of itself but i think there are a lot of additional challenges that women in agriculture face and, and obstacles that must be overcome. So it's fantastic to be recognizing, recognizing the achievements of women in ag. Have you noticed the, the role of women in your sector evolve since your career started? You know, I, I have um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of the, um, you know, kind of the key on-farm decisions are being made by, you know, either by women or by the, the partnership by women and men together. Um, you're seeing a lot of women like right out in the fields operating equipment and and um, women who have really extensive agronomic knowledge. And that's not to say that that wasn't happening decades ago, but I think that it's, um, you know, that, that women are seeing more and more of a place for themselves um, in all aspects of farming life. Um, and we're seeing like women as keynote speakers at agricultural conferences. And so um, we're just seeing, just seeing um, so much more um, really like empowerment for, for women to kind of enter any sect, any area of agriculture that they're interested in. So women have made a lot of big progress, but uh, so are there still challenges that they face? Yeah, well, I, I maybe mentioned this earlier, but I think access to childcare in rural and remote communities is, is really critical for, for women involved in agriculture. Um, and I think, I think many areas are still quite 
in agriculture are still quite male dominated fields. And it would be great to find ways for young women entering the sector to feel accepted and to feel welcomed and to feel empowered to like ask questions and, and, uh, and speak out and speak up. Can you tell me a little bit more about the childcare challenges that women face in uh, rural communities? Um, so just, you know, just from kind of my own limited personal experience and talking to friends who are, you know, in, in more rural or remote communities, um, sometimes there just is no, no access to childcare um, whatsoever. Um, or you might, you know, you might be lucky enough to have a neighbor who can kind of fill that gap for you so that you can um, uh, put in a bit of time on your own farm. Or there might be, you know, there might be um, like a, a home-based, a home-based daycare, a childcare center in your small town. But um, sometimes, you know, especially if it's um, uh, an in-home daycare and it's just run by a single, a single woman when they're when they're sick for two weeks or if they want to take holidays, um, there really is no support there for for you to be able to continue putting your 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 child in childcare. So there can be really really big gaps when you're um, using more of a home based childcare and and not to take away from those supports because so many women so many women are doing amazing things in in those small childcare settings, but. Um, there certainly isn't that reliable access to uninterrupted childcare um, that we see in urban settings. We don't have that in, in rural and remote communities. And that leads to my last question. So what message do you want to give to the next generation of young women uh, looking to establish themselves in, in agriculture? Be bold learn like learn all that you can because there's so much um so much knowledge out there and so many people who who want to help so learn all that you can and look to the other incredible women who have come before you for advice and mentorship all right great well thanks a lot for your time thanks so much brett thanks for tuning in to egg annex talks the podcast hosted by the agriculture brands of annex business media you can subscribe to Egg Annex Talks wherever you listen to podcasts or visit eggannex.com to catch up on all of our other episodes.